Chapter 22 And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Be to Aaron and his sons, so that they abstain from the holy things of the people of Israel, which they dedicate to me, so that they do not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, If any one of all your offspring throughout your generations approaches the holy things that the people of Israel dedicate to the Lord, while he has an uncleanness, that person shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. None of the offspring of Aaron who has a leprous disease or a discharge may eat of the holy things until he is clean. Whoever touches anything that is unclean through contact with the dead or a man who has had an emission of semen and whoever touches a swarming thing by which he may be made unclean or a person from whom he may take uncleanness, whatever his uncleanness may be, the person who touches such a thing shall be unclean until the evening and shall not eat of the holy things unless he has bathed his body in water. When the sun goes down, he shall be clean, and afterward he may eat of the holy things because they are his food. He shall not eat what dies of itself or is torn by beasts, and so make himself unclean by it. I am the Lord. They therefore shall keep my charge, lest they bear sin for it and die thereby when they profane it. I am the Lord who sanctifies them. A lay person shall not eat of a holy thing. No foreign guest of the priest or hired worker shall eat of a holy thing. But if a priest buys a slave as his property for money, then the slave may eat of it, and anyone born in his house may eat of his food. If a priest's daughter marries a layman, she shall not eat of the contribution of the holy things. But if a priest's daughter is widowed or divorced and has no child and returns to her father's house, as in her youth, she may eat of her father's food, yet no layperson shall eat of it. And if anyone eats of a holy thing unintentionally, he shall add the fifth of its value to it and give the holy thing to the priest. They shall not profane the holy things of the people of Israel, which they contribute to the Lord, and so cause them to bear iniquity and guilt by eating their holy things, for I am the Lord who sanctifies them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel and say to them, When any one of the house of Israel or of the sojourners in Israel presents a burnt offering as his offering for any of their vows or freewill offerings that they offer to the Lord, if it is to be accepted for you, it shall be a male without blemish, of the bulls or of the sheep or the goats. You shall not offer anything that has a blemish, for it will not be acceptable to you. And when anyone offers a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord to fulfill a vow or as a freewill offering from the herd or from the flock, to be accepted it must be perfect. There shall be no blemish in it. Animals blind or disabled or mutilated or having a discharge or an itch or scabs you shall not offer to the Lord or give them to the Lord as a food offering on the altar. You may present a bull or a lamb that has a part too long or too short for a freewill offering, but for a vow offering it cannot be accepted. Any animal that has its testicles bruised or crushed or torn or cut, you shall not offer to the Lord. You shall not do it within your land. Neither shall you offer as the bread of your God any such animals gotten from a foreigner. Since there is a blemish in them, because of their mutilation, they will not be accepted for you. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or sheep or goat is born, it shall remain seven days with its mother, 
and from the eighth day on it shall be acceptable as a food offering to the Lord. But you shall not kill an ox or a sheep and her young in one day. And when you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. So you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. And you shall not profane my holy name, that I may be sanctified among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Chapter 23 The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, These are the appointed feasts of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy convocations. They are my appointed feasts. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwelling places. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, the holy convocations which you shall proclaim at the time appointed for them. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work but you shall present a food offering to the Lord for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord so that you may be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb a year old without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the grain offering with it shall be two tenths of an ephah, a fine flour mixed with oil, a food offering to the Lord, a pleasing aroma. And the drink offering with it shall be of wine, a fourth of a hen. And you shall eat neither bread nor grain parched or fresh until this same day, until you have brought the offering of your God. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. You shall count seven full weeks from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering. You shall count fifty days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a grain offering of new grain to the Lord. You shall bring from your dwelling places two loaves of bread to be waved, made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of fine flour, and they shall be baked with leaven as firstfruits to the Lord. And you shall present with the bread seven lambs a year old without blemish, and one bull from the herd, and two rams. They shall be a burnt offering to the Lord, with their grain offering and their drink offerings, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And you shall offer one male goat for a sin offering, and two male lambs a year old as a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the firstfruits as a wave offering before the Lord, with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest, and you shall make a proclamation on the same day. You shall hold a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. It is a statute forever in all your dwelling places throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, nor shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. 
You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall observe a day of solemn rest, a memorial proclaimed with blast of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work, and you shall present a food offering to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now on the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be for you a time of holy convocation, and you shall afflict yourselves and present a food offering to the Lord. And you shall not do any work on that very day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you or for the Lord your God. For whoever is not afflicted on that very day shall be cut off from his people. And whoever does any work on that very day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall not do any work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict yourselves. On the ninth day of the month, beginning at evening, from evening to evening you shall keep your Sabbath. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth day of this seventh month, and for seven days, is the feast of booths to the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall not do any ordinary work. For seven days you shall present food offerings to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation and present a food offering to the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not do any ordinary work. These are the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as times of holy convocation for presenting to the Lord food offerings, burnt offerings, and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each on its proper day. Besides the Lord's Sabbaths, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vow offerings, and besides all your free will offerings, which you give to the Lord. On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest. And you shall take on the first day the fruit of splendid trees, branches of palm trees, and boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Thus Moses declared to the people of Israel the appointed feasts of the Lord. Hey friends, and welcome to The Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase, and I have a question. It's, it's unrelated. I was on Instagram today and I was on watching someone's story and I just want to know why are the reels that are posted allowed to be longer than the stories that they're posted in? You know what I mean? Because the stories are 15 seconds long, but then the reels are allowed to be longer. And so if you want to watch an entire reel and get the punchline of the joke, you have to click on the reel and then watch the whole thing all over again. From the, It's just it defeats the purpose. I just think because you have to you, you're, you're about to listen to the joke 
and then the punchline is about to come, but the punch, it stops. And so you have to hear the joke again and it just takes away from the overall feeling of, of laughter that is supposed to come. And I just want to know why is that allowed is make, make the reels no longer than 15 seconds, make, or make the stories allowed to be longer, but they won't do that. So just shorten the reel. No, no more than 15 seconds. That's all I'm saying. I just want to know why Instagram. If you ever listen to this, just, you know, just answer my question. But any who's a what's, I hope you're doing well. Hope you are mentally and spiritually doing okay. If you're not, just send me a message and we'll talk about it. But I want to thank you for reading and listening to today's reading. We have gone through chapters 22 and 23 in the book of Leviticus. And now I'm just going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. Chapter 22 continues um, the statutes and commandments for the priests. And it seems like they're just held to a higher standard than the people of Israel, which makes sense to me. Essentially, they had to be perfect. And in presenting sacrifices to the Lord, those had to be perfect as well. Verse 20 in chapter 22 says, But whatsoever has a blemish, that you shall not offer, for it shall not be acceptable for you. And that makes sense. The, the idea is that you're supposed to be bringing a sacrifice. And if the thing that you're bringing before the Lord is not valuable, if you're so willing to part with it, is it really a sacrifice? Um, the, the, the animals were not allowed to have any blemishes, any spots. They weren't allowed to be ha- allowed to have any deformities or, or anything like that. Um, because in that culture and then in that time, you know, food and livestock was, was seen as, as value. And so, you know, if you had a perfect livestock, you know, you had something of value to either use as um, a, a bartering tool or to improve your own production. You, you had something of value. And that is the thing that God desires. And it also makes me think of Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. He lived a perfect, sinless life and he became, he, he, be, he was the perfect sacrifice for us because, you know, that's what was, that's what was needed. But that was also his character in being submitted to God. And I also think of, you know, what if Jesus didn't give his very best? What if he, you know, you know, told a couple lies? What if he stole a little bit and then, you know, he does a couple of bad things here and there, and then he gives his life on the cross? Would, would we be able to have faith in his sacrifice? Would we, would we be able to, um, is it even a sacrifice at that point? But would we be able to trust in his blood washing our sins away when, um, you know, he has, he has committed sin in his life. And I, and I think the testament to, and, the, and one of the reasons for believing and following Jesus is because of the life that he lived. He, he lived a, a perfect sinless life. He wasn't selfish in any way. And he gave his life for the sins of 
the entire world. And it just made me think we're, we're supposed to give God our very best. And, you know, and since Jesus did, I should follow and do and do the same. Chapter 23, talking about holidays. And these are just wonderful reminders of the things that God has done. And I'm guessing that some of you are thinking, oh, well, these are Jewish holidays. These, they don't apply to us. But I, I want to point out something because I, I think that in reading them, they can remind us of what God has done for the Israelites and what he has done for us and what will happen in the future. So we have the Feast of Passover, right? That's, that's them honoring and remembering how God delivered them from the Israelites and how they had to put blood on the doorpost from um, a perfect lamb and put it on the doorpost. And at night, the, the spirit of the Lord would pass over and not take their firstborn. And so for us, that is the reminder that Jesus was the perfect lamb for us. His blood is applied to our lives if we so choose and if we take that action. And um, when the day of judgment comes, when, when God looks at us, he will pass over us because he'll see blood of Jesus on us. He'll see his righteousness on us. And we don't have to suffer the punishment for our sin. One of the next things this chapter mentions is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. And in the book of Acts, we know what God did on the day of Pentecost, how he filled the disciples with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And all these other people, these Jews were outside and they heard them speaking in tongues like their own. And Peter came and he explained that, you know, this is all these things point to the Jesus whom you crucified. And they said, oh, what, what shall we do? And Peter replied to be baptized in the name of Jesus and to, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. And, you know, on that day, 3000 were, were baptized. And so, and, and you know, the story goes on and, you know, leads up to us. And, you know, here we are trying to follow that same pattern of, of being baptized and just living a Christian life. And the last thing I want to talk about is the Feast of Sabbath. Verse three says, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. And so I think it's interesting that, you know, times may change, but people don't most of the, most of the time. And what I'm reading is that human nature is for us to continue working. That's not only what I'm reading, but that's what I'm experiencing as well in my own life and in the lives of those around me that I observe is that we do not rest enough. And, you know, and I understand that there are, there may be circumstances out of our control that aren't allowing us to rest, but I see that this is the culture that we've created that and that culture says that, you know, you always have to be doing something. You have to be productive. And if you're not doing anything, then you're wasting your time and you're being and you're essentially worthless. You know, if you're just standing around not doing anything, then 
what are you what are you doing there's there's so much worth being put in doing that i think we forget about just being and just not doing anything at all and just the rest that comes with putting away distractions and putting away the lists and the things that need to be done and then just taking taking in life <laughs> you see how i'm getting quiet this is this is purpose purposeful <laughs> um it's just it's so peaceful and i think it's funny that god knows human nature so well that he made a commandment about resting he he said y'all y'all out your mind you know i i rested i rested on the seventh day who are you to just think that you don't need rest i'm you know um and of course like we know god never never sleeps or slumbers but the the point is that if the god of the universe saw a necessity for ceasing for resting you know who are we to just be like oh well, i don't need i don't need rest i can i can keep going i you know i'm just going to work 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 keep working and but we know that that doesn't do anything that's not the answer it's i i get annoyed when i'm constantly going and i look at my schedule and i don't see any points of stopping and i and i you know there'll be times i'll look at my schedule and i'll go oh you know, man, I'm looking forward to uh, 10 days from now when I get to rest or 20 days from now when I get to rest. And, you know, I think that's great. I think, you know, the scheduled rest is is good. But man, when I, I look at my schedule and I'm just like, man, I really 10 days, just no rest, just nonstop. Ah, OK. Mm, all right. Looking forward to that 10th day. God knows human nature so well. He knows that we get tired, that we get overburdened and that we either are overburdened by ourselves or by situations that we cannot control. And he says to come to him, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And if we allow him, he will lead us by still waters and he will have us rest in green pastures. Maybe not literally, but there will be moments if we allow him where we will not have a care in the world because we will be resting in him and trusting in him. And I think that's just another reason why Jesus is worth following. Friends, I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you for spending your time here. It really means a lot to me. And I would just encourage you to examine your life, examine your schedule, where you're putting your time. And if you have moments of rest, what are the things that are burdening you? What are the things that are causing anxiety? I would encourage you to just get away from those things somehow. Maybe go outside for a walk, maybe throw some music on, do some journaling, but just rest. I want that for you. And, I, and most importantly, I want you to rest in Jesus because he sees you, he sees your situation, and he is wanting you to come to him. You know, in addition to all the 
the relationships and the standards that we have to adhere to in our Christian living, there's also rest. He sees you. You're a, you're a whole person. He sees your anxieties. He sees the things that are weighing you down. And he says, please come, come to me. Uh, my yoke is easy. The things that I have for you, they're, they're easy. They're light. And I just want you to know him. I could keep going on just talking about these things. All right. I have one more thing. Okay. We have, we are in the day and age where we have so many luxuries. We have our laptops, our cell phones, you know, we have Bluetooth, we have Wi-Fi. It's amazing. And yet we still have like anxieties. I feel like we have, we might have more anxieties than people did 50 years ago. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I could be wrong, but I just think that, man, I just really think that Jesus is the answer for you know, the, the things that we're, we're going through. So I think he's worth following. Thank you for listening to this extra little tidbit. I know this is the outro music. <laughs> so thank you for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we're reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I want rest for you and I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. justified and those he justified he also glorified